Welcome SCS students to the 2020 through 2021 school year and to episode number five of the FCS Student Wellness Podcast. Today we have special guests Maya Wexler and Katerina Sigelko, both 11th graders here in the upper school, peer mentors, as well as co-leaders of our mental health club. We'll be talking about their experiences and reflections on pandemic learning since March, what worked and didn't work, and then moving into discussion about their current virtual learning experience, what is working, and what they are doing differently. Hello, Maya and Katerina. Thanks so much for joining me today. Before we get started on our interview questions, would you mind sharing with our audience a little bit about yourself? So that could be like three fun facts and perhaps something um, like an activity or hobby you picked up during the quarantine time. Turning it over to you two. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Maya. Uh, some fun facts about me are that I am a dancer and I've been dancing since I was two years old. Um, I have recently uh, taken up cooking since quarantine. And my dog's name is Ace. He's an, a, mini, a mini Australian Shepherd and one of my best friends. Oh, that's nice. He must have been really happy having you home with all of those walks that you were taking him on. Exactly. Some <laughs> hikes to get outside during quarantine. Nice, nice. Katerina, how about you? Yeah, so I'm Katerina. Um, I joined Friends Central freshman year, so I was new. So I went through the whole settling in process and joining a new, a new school. And over quarantine, I really got into baking. Um, I baked macarons and cream puffs. It was like two projects a week. So after that, I had to have some physical activity. So I got really <laughs> into biking with my dad and biked off all those <laughs> baked goods I had eaten. Probably a good choice. Yeah. They sound delicious though. I would have been in love to be at your house and eating some of those goodies. So we started our first virtual day of learning this past Friday, September 11th. And interesting fact, it marks exactly six months since we left in March for our journey and what we can more accurately refer to as our pandemic learning. Is that crazy? Six months ago to the day. I know. <sighs> yeah, it's been an interesting start of our school year, right? Yeah. What I want to really reflect right now on is about your experience in March of pandemic learning. Can you share with us what was some of the hardest parts of your experience during that time? Struggles, challenges? Yeah, um, so one of the biggest struggles for me was staying focused and motivated during virtual learning um, because you have so many distractions, distractions with the pandemic as well as possible home life distractions. And so I was really trying to stay focused on my studies and produce the same uh, quality work that I was producing in person in school, which I found to be quite challenging because the mind just works so differently when you're at home versus when you're at school with everybody else and seeing teachers in person. Absolutely. Yeah, it was also that feeling of it just didn't feel like school because I was sitting in my room mm. <clears throat> and it was like, I'm at home, why should I be focused on school? You know, every class has their own personality when you're in real life. There's the loud class and the crazy class and online it's, everyone is muted and just staring and there's just no emotion and it feels so cold and just <laughs> not very sociable. So I think for me it was feeling like it was 
completely different from school. It didn't feel like the same experience. Yeah, that's understandable. I'm sure there was other people that felt that too, right? Not having that same in-house experience at school um, and then having really to make that adjustment to online learning or pandemic learning really during that time, right? Because we were all kind of just thrown into this crisis together all last minute. Um, So with struggles also come joys, right? Can you share some joys or some silver lining during that time that now that reflecting back on it? Um, At first, (laughs) while I was in it, there was absolutely no joys. (laughs) I think back and I see it now from this new perspective of it was actually kind of nice to not have a commute to school. It saved me two hours a day and I could spend that time doing other things besides walking and taking the train. And, you know, also being home has its benefits. I Mm -hmm. could make my breakfast and have time to eat it and I could sleep in and, you know, have a lot of family time, which I used to never have because I got home so late and then, you know, it was dinner and homework and go to bed. So I think while it was happening, I didn't see any of the joys because I was just so wrapped up in the stress and the newness of it all. But now looking back, I can see you know, what was good about it. And I'm hoping to, you know, move forward and think about those good things a little bit more now. Yeah, keep them in mind. Maya, I see you shaking your head. What really is resonating with you that Katarina was talking about? Yeah, just that idea of coming into this year with a lot more positivity Mm -hmm. than we have at the start of virtual learning last year and just realizing that there are these benefits. Um, Some of which for me were the 9.30 start in the morning and Mm -hmm. getting to sleep in get those extra hours are really helpful. Um, They just make you feel more energized and ready for the day. And also, I had more time to cook myself meals that I found enjoyable, rather than maybe grabbing a protein bar on the way out to school, um, running late, or actually making myself a lunch that I can really enjoy and sit there and fully eat it without rushing or trying to get some studying in during lunchtime. Yeah, both of you have um, some shared experiences and really just focusing on your self-care during this time, which, as you probably discovered, is really important, right? Is taking care of just your basic needs while you're in quarantine. So I'm glad to hear that you really took advantage of that time by making healthy meals and finding like breaks for yourselves and time to kind of walk outside when needed. So it's really great that you were were really focused on your self-care. So now that we started virtual learning, Um, What is something that you're doing now that you weren't initially doing during your pandemic learning? So what kind of changed for you? Like, were you able to keep a schedule and now, you know, before you did it and now you are something on those lines? Yeah, I think now we're coming into it with more experience. And so we can kind of understand maybe taking notes on my computer was fine when I was in school and a teacher was talking to me. But now that I have my teacher on my computer as well, doing a split screen technique is not as good. So for history, I usually take notes on my computer and now I'm taking them in a notebook instead because paper notes just are what works easier with virtual learning. Um, And I also think that I'm realizing how important my personal time management is Mm -hmm. and knowing that I need to make sort of schedules for myself, whether writing them down or just having them in my head because When you are home and you're not going anywhere, it kind of makes everything feel like it's almost blending together. Sure. And so trying to break it up and organize it as much as you can is really helpful. Yeah. Katarina, I saw you smiling there. (laughs) 
I mean, definitely schedules. I have like six schedules up on my wall, one that I fill in, one that's like the schedule that everyone has. And then I have a to-do list. And that was one of the biggest things that helped mm. me is like get it out of my head and onto paper so that I could actually have space to think and, you know, focus on what I was actually doing instead of thinking, oh my gosh, what class do I have next? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I wasn't initially doing was actually using the breaks. So, you know, you have a 20 minute break, go get up. I was like, no, I'm not going to get up. I'm going to stay on my phone and sit here. Mm -hmm. Worst mistake I made because by the end of the day, I was grumpy. I had headaches. I was tired. And it felt like I hadn't done anything all day because, again, it blended all together. And so what I do now is, like, even in a five-minute break, I get up and I just walk around my living room, take a lap, eat a snack, and just really use those breaks. And by the end of the day, I didn't feel as groggy anymore and it's just, like, gross and bad. So I think those are the two main things that have really helped me. Well, those are some great strategies you both talked about. Keeping a to-do list, taking notes, um, making sure that you have schedules um, in hand, um, all great strategies and keeping all of your notes and stuff in order. Um, So talking about keeping things in order, what are some of the distractions that you face now that we've moved into virtual learning? Yeah, um, I think that when you're at home, you're sort of in a space that you're not used to having to focus the way that you would in a classroom setting. You get home and it's sort of a place where you relax after school and you can catch that breath. And now school has sort of infiltrated your home. And so so I think that some of the distractions are, you know, wanting to text your friend Mm -hmm. during class and talk about what's going on, have those, because you can't have that conversation in person, so now you have them over text, it's sort of, that's what it's evolved into. Um, So, sort of avoiding that new form of side conversations, and just avoiding looking out the window, or trying to, like, focus on the conversation you hear your parents having in the other room, and just really be present in class, and listening to what the teacher is saying. Yeah, I like that you just said the new form of side conversations is texting. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Katarina, you were saying something. Secret from our teachers. They weren't supposed to know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm sure they know. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, distraction has been mainly during tests because for me, mm. it's so much about getting into the zone. Like I walk into the classroom, the desks are all apart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, all right, get in the zone. You know, you sit down, you see everybody else taking the test. And here I'm like at home in bed, <laughs> like, oh, my phone's right there. And, you know, it's yeah. just, it's it's harder to focus when you're not in the setting that you're normally in. And obviously we're all getting used to this, but I feel like test taking has been the hardest transition. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I think that you made a couple of points in regards to just the distractions that you're both feeling and coming up with strategies about staying present. I really liked, Maya, what you said about just really focusing on being in the present moment, whether that means that you start taking notes in pen and paper versus using your computer, which will help you stay present in that moment. Um, And that's a great tip, too, for for some of our students to know that that's helpful. You mentioned those side conversations with your peers, right? That has always been a form of keeping in touch with your with your friends. Um, but I'm assuming that would get stale after a while, not being able to see them face to face. 
Um, so what are, what are some things that you um, did differently to stay kind of connected with your friends that you hadn't done before? I mean, let me acknowledge that I lost contact with so many people. Really? Yeah. So many friends that I had that I were like my class friends. That was like my best friend in that one class. And now I just, you know, it's so much harder to make friends through, you know, online. Hmm. It's weird to like, be like, hey, what's your number so I can text you during yeah. class? Um, and it just sucks because, you know, those were just people I was so close with. And then all of a sudden the pandemic came and I only stayed in touch with like three people maybe because those were relationships that I was, you know, giving a lot of effort into. But all the other ones that were, you know, given to me by school just kind of fell through. So, I mean, obviously FaceTime and uh, social media because I have everybody on social media, you yeah. know, in school. And so I just see like, oh, you're going on a walk. Like, that's nice. I know what's going on in your life for once. And I would say really, really make an effort to reach out to people in this time because by the end of the pandemic, I felt so lonely mm. and disconnected from everyone. So I was like, okay, you know, just text like three people, just reach out. And then, you know, conversation started and it just felt so nice to talk to people. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just making a goal for yourself to keep in contact and check in with your friends, right? So you don't lose touch because you're right. It can be very isolating. Maya, you had something to add before I interrupted. Sorry. Yeah, um, I just want to agree that I've always been horrible with responding to people and keeping in touch. And so those tendencies really came to hurt me mm. when the pandemic broke because I couldn't just see them in person in school and know that it's okay. I actually had to get past that and reach out to people. And so that was definitely a lesson that I had to learn. Um, yeah, and I also just FaceTime. Um, one thing for me is that I never really Snapchatted people who I saw at school just because I was seeing their face every day. Mm -hmm. um, and so now I've begun Snapchatting more people from school just to be able to see their face, you know, see if they get a haircut or something, <laughs> know about it. So social media has definitely really helped people stay in touch. So, what about the yeah. good old-fashioned phone call? Is that non-existent anymore, even just to hear their voices? <laughs> Not really feeling like that. You're <laughs> scowling at me, Katarina, like, oh, no. <laughs> what I do with my parents? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm dating myself. All right, on a more serious note, let's switch it up a little bit. Um, what are you most concerned about right now as a student in regards to COVID-19 and your academics? Yeah, um, I have um, germophobia. So the idea of going back to school and being on mm -hmm. campus is something that's really terrifying for me. Um, that's why when the school said they were going totally virtual, I almost had a breath of fresh air because I knew mm -hmm. that that was the right thing to do um, for other people. Because, you know, people are dying of COVID and you have to make personal sacrifices for the betterment of other people. Um, and so I knew that while it may be hard being online for months, possibly, I knew that I was helping saving people's lives and that's more important to me. Um, so, yeah, I think that COVID poses a large threat and going back to campus is something that's a little scary, knowing that even just orientation, somebody tested positive mm -hmm. is, um, it's something scary. And I know that we're gonna take safety precautions and we can't just be virtual forever. So I think it's, it's gonna be something that's scary and something that's difficult for all of us to get past, but at the same time, I do miss having those people that you just see in class and they're sort of your class friendships and 
just being in person with everybody is really something special. So I miss that. Yeah. Um, what about your academics in relation to, or is there anything that you're concerned about in that aspect? Yeah. Um, you know, with starting a new school year, your teachers can't get to know you the way mm. that they may have in person. They're not seeing your face um, in person, in class, and, you know, you don't get to sit in maybe the front of the class so that you can be closer to the board and they can't see your tendencies as a student. So that's a little bit stressful, especially participation is um, difficult online because, you know, if you share something, your face gets really big on everybody's screen and then if someone doesn't say something right away, then you're just stuck there. Um, that's really intimidating. So yeah, with um, everything going on with the pandemic and being online, the idea of participating in class has become a little more intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's what they are. And also what Katarina touched on earlier, test taking, you have more distractions around you and, you know, maybe your mom will walk in during a quiz, like what happened to me today, actually, <laughs> and you kind of have to ignore her and keep focusing. And so, yeah, it's definitely not everybody is going to be sitting there taking a test with you in real life and here you can actually hide and you know it's not just sitting at a desk taking the quiz and then everybody leaves it's you're in your bed like Adriana said yeah um I would yeah definitely also agree that you know participation and class participation has always been such a big part of my grade for me and also my connections with teachers and my relationship with the teacher and like me too, like I like to sit in the front and really be there and I'm like engaged and on Zoom, it's also just, you know, they're normally screen sharing and I don't want to unmute and interrupt them. And so sometimes it's really hard to get my questions out. And I feel like also for the teachers, it's much harder to get a feel for each of the students when it's on Zoom. So I think just in general, I mean, we've talked about how online school is so much different in the sense of like class dynamic, but that, I mean, that also concerns me for, like, my connections with teachers and, you know, ultimately, like, how that works out for me and how much I learn and my grade and, mm -hmm. you know, the students stressing things. Yeah. That's actually a really nice segue into my next question for you both because you touched on that dynamics with your teachers. Um, what is something that your teachers might not understand in regards to the realities you and other students are facing during this time? I would say, I mean, we're just as stressed as you are, you know, we have classes every single block, we're scrambling to find the right, you know, canvas link to. Um, and the other note I would have is, I think as a teacher right now, it's important to kind of mold your class into this virtual learning hmm. instead of forcing what it used to be like into this setting, because I feel you just can't like replicate exactly what it's like and so I think it'd be best to work with it and see you know what other tools you can use to teach virtually in a way that doesn't feel like it's exactly how it used to be because it's just it's not going to be um but you know we're here to like work together we're in it together and I don't want it to be like a them against us like yeah I know that they care about us and you know I want them to know that we really want to do well too and we're really trying in this time yeah yeah, um, I think that one thing that I would tell teachers is that there's more, I feel like, of a commonplace between students and teachers now, and that power dynamic has been broken down slightly because we're all experiencing something new. 
we're all trying to grapple with these new realities. And so it's not, while teachers do have more experience in the realm of teaching, that classroom dynamic of everybody trying to get used to Zoom together, including the teacher, I think there's room to relate to students more and understand that we're both going through a struggle. Um, as well as, you know, the virtual school day, since now we are going from 8.30 in the morning to 3 p.m., it is challenging for everybody, teachers included. And um, I guess I would just say that, you know, that for students, sometimes it can almost feel like you're watching a YouTube video that you were assigned for homework for multiple hours. And that's something that's really difficult. So anything that can be done to sort of break it up, get students out of their chairs, maybe get them away from the screen for one second is really going to be helpful because it does feel like we're kind of watching this video for hours and hours on end. Those are really great points. So you're, I'm hearing you ask for a little bit more interaction with the teachers instead of sitting there, some brain breaks, some movement breaks and so forth that might be helpful to kind of just give a, a, a substantial break to just sitting in, or feeling like you're sitting in front of the computer from 8.30 to, to 3. It's a long day, a long day. So you both mentioned some really great strategies about self-care. Like I heard baking and I heard um, taking walks with your dog. I heard bike riding. Um, I heard, you know, getting some, some adequate sleep and also um, making sure that you're eating healthy meals. Can you share what one of your favorite self-care tips is with some of our students? Um, I think that with having these breaks in between all of the classes for passing time. One thing that I really like doing is just kind of getting away from my computer, walking downstairs and having a conversation with my parents and just talking to them, seeing some faces, talking to people person to person in real life, um, I think has really been helpful for me as well as cooking nice meals for myself that I can enjoy later. It really just feels rewarding. Mm. Um, and maybe, you know, taking a bath every once in a while, just kind of relax and de-stress. You can have time to do these things now that you're just home and you can really do a lot more self-care. Yeah, I would I would also say make sure that you're taking care of yourself too. Because, um, you know, now that school is back up, it's easy to get lost in, you know, schoolwork and homework and just make sure that you're still checking in with yourself and being like, how do I feel right now? Do I need a break? Do I need to go on a walk? Because I mean, that's something that I've always struggled with, like knowing when to take a break. And it's just, it helps so much. And it's so important to even schedule them in and be like, okay, now is break time. Get out, stop looking at your computer. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, that just check in with yourself every now and then. Yeah, it's a great I almost, Sorry, I, just, I almost feel like there's something where you almost feel shame for taking self-care moments out of mm. the day yeah. and you know if we keep going on like that with being stuck in our houses for the majority of the time not really having those moments to maybe go outside just walk around walk your dog if you have a dog um i think that you know we need to move past that feeling of if i'm taking a mental health moment for myself and it may affect other people that i'm being selfish and that's really not the case. You need to take moments for yourself because if your mental health is not there, if you're not taking those brain breaks to make sure that you are doing what you need to do for yourself, then you can't be there to help others. And so you sort of need to make sure you're okay before you can help other people. So it's really not selfish if you're taking those moments for yourself. It honestly helps the greater good. So 
I love that you just said that. I love that you just said that, Maya. It is a great point. It's okay to be selfish for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay to take care of yourself. You take care of your health. Why would you not want to take those moments to take care of your mental health as well? So I'm so glad you pointed that out. So as we wrap up, there's one last question I have for you. We have quite a few new to FCS students, um, and they are experiencing FCS in a completely different way. Do you have any pointers or tips for them to navigate the start of their school year more effectively? Make sure you reach out to people. And what's I know it's weird, but the teachers are here for you. You should reach out to them. They want to talk to you. Maya and I are peer mentors, and there yeah. are a lot of other peer mentors too. And we are genuinely here to help. Like we want to help you, and we love hearing from you. So please let us know. And especially reach out to other people in your class. Like they're all in it too. They're all new to this experience. And it might feel awkward at first to reach out and be like, hey, like, what's up? I'm in your class. But it's just, it's really worth it to reach out and make those connections now, especially right before, you know, you're going to be in school soon in real life. And then you'll know a lot of people and you'll feel like you've connected to Friend Central. And because Friend Central is so much about community and that's so important here. And it's a shame that you're not experiencing that firsthand, but you can still create that for yourself. Mm. Nicely yeah. said. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have been going to Friend Central since I was in kindergarten. And, you know, while I may be comfortable with the community and sort of how the typical dynamics work, even students who have been here forever are still experiencing so many new things along with you. So, you know, you're not alone. Everybody is going through it. And I think that really important part of getting that connection to the community that you aren't getting in person is to get involved. You know, you can do the school play or stage crew, be on a sports team, sign up for clubs, just any way that you can meet people. Be a mental health club. Um, we are always looking for new members. Um, so just get involved in the community. Um, and don't be afraid to reach out to people because everybody is craving some human connection right now. And so no matter if you've been here for forever or you're new, everyone's going through it and you can really reach out to anybody at all. Thank you so much, Maya and Katerina, for your time, openness, and authenticity in sharing so much of yourselves with us today. Some of the takeaways that Katerina and Maya both talked about was the importance of self-care, being vital in maintaining a healthy mind and body, especially during these uncertain and stressful back-to-school times. Some of the tips or strategies they talked about were eating healthy, getting some well-deserved breaks, whether that's through biking or going for a walk, focusing on the present, being kind to yourself, getting lots of rest, and staying connected with friends and family and neighbors, either through FaceTime, texts, or social media. If you are feeling sad, lonely, or anxious, please feel free to reach out to your social support networks, friends, teachers, or even a school counselor. Share what you are feeling as we are all experiencing a scary and uncertain time together. Also, make an effort to step away from all devices, TV, phone, and computer each day to spend some time doing other things. While few of us could have predicted where we would be right now, we are here. 
with the right support, information, and giving each other a little bit of grace, we will get through this. If you have ideas about a topic you wish we would cover, questions or concerns, email us at counselingteam at friendscentral.org. Also, check out our Instagram at fcs underscore counseling and wellness. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy and safe at home. Thank you.